0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem.
1: Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure...
0: and run, or do you think that was the Saints on a short week, or just the Saints on any week? Come on, let's let, let, let's let's really have at this one because it kind of matters. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kavachovich of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, that's all right because I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates. Right where you found this podcast, Steelers are going to be back to practice tomorrow on the south side. Today is Mike Tomlin Day. And this coming Sunday, of course, is the revenge of the Bengals or maybe just getting a sweep of a team that was just in the Super Bowl. That would be kind of neat. That'd be a feather. That'd be something that you could continue to build off of. You know what else it would have to be? Staying in that same scenario, it would have to be another day in which they ran the ball really, really well. I don't know or care about New Orleans. I really don't. But I also know that I saw some good, smart execution occur within the running game, meaning on the Steelers' part. And to what extent. Uh, The Saints might or might not have contributed to that. Again, I'm tossing that out of the equation because what the Steelers have to do to keep progressing, to keep getting better week after week after week is executing their plays properly, making the right reads, and of course, finishing. Finishing. It doesn't take the ghost of Vince Lombardi to figure out that this team isn't capable yet of real balance real rhythm it's just not however so much good can originate just from being effective in the running game so much well here this is the way kevin dotson put it when i brought it up with him just 200 plus running yards definitely this is what you, you've been talking to me about this all year I tell you, this, this is one of the days i clicked mm-hmm. like, like we've been like a have been saying like once everything clicked, everything will start showing up, and we'll start doing exactly what we want to do instead of having to go to a game that is like desperation. Instead, we can play, and hit, play ahead and play with some confidence. Uh, that definitely helps us. Uh, I hope to keep this thing going. They love this, and it's not just it's not just the offensive lineman. That's actually something of a a stereotype that happens to be accurate, but also a stereotype that O-line always, they prefer to be getting nasty and aggressive and going downhill. They also, this is the part they don't like to tell you, they like to run block because if they make a mistake on the run block, it's not going to Kill them the way it does if they make a mistake on pass blocking and they're back on their heels and they're more worried about technique and making reads than they are just finding someone and shoving them. It's much simpler and it's much more well. As you heard Dotson say, it, it, it's it's much more fulfilling. It makes you feel. Like you're doing something that contributes in a positive way to the team. So when you take that component and then you add in the balance that gets created, the extra grass that opens up for the wide receivers and the tight ends, the extra options that are available to your rookie quarterback, it's just such a good, good thing. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect Rigor. Relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. Look, I I don't know if it's real. I I can't know that. Uh, I could look at the opponent. I could look at the rest factor between the two teams. And I could look at the breakdown of the usage between Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, which was the most that Warren was ever out there in an NFL game. Forget about carries. Harris was actually on the field, meaning coming out of the huddle and participating on 58% of the Steelers' snaps. Warren, of course, on 42 That's as even as that's been. And when Najee himself says after the game, uh, in pretty stark terms, That he really, really appreciates having Warren out there and Warren breaking those couple of nice runs late in the game because that softens up everybody else for him to go out and do his thing. And that's kind of how it's worked all season between the two of them. Whenever Warren has gotten out there, Najee's fed off it, whether it's because he's extra motivated, worried about losing his job, who knows? It's still happening, and you as a head coach and a coaching staff want to make sure that you take fullest advantage of that. Well, the next step here is to take the fullest advantage of any potential edge that you have offensively against anyone in any circumstance, which is my way of saying this, run Until you're stopped. No, don't be predictable. Don't do the go back to the first down, second down, one yard this, one and a half yards after that, and then a quarterback staring at third and eight, and nobody can get anything done because Matt Canada sends all his wide receivers to the sidelines. But find a way to keep running, find a way to keep the opponent. Off balance, find a way to get them out of the box. George Pickens told me after the game that it made such a big difference for him and the rest of the receivers to be able to utilize the middle of the field, which they did actually throw to. Why? Because the Saints had to move a little bit. The Saints had to spread out a little bit. This is basic stuff. This is 101 stuff. But you know what? They're kind of a 101 offense, really at this stage of the Steelers' development and none of them not Pickett, not Pickens, not the tight ends, not the wide receivers, not the running backs, not the offensive line are going to get anywhere until they fully lay the foundation of being able to run. It will not be anywhere near as easy or likely against the Bengals this Sunday. It just won't. It's a much stiffer test we'll see how they do. But you need to see it. You need to try it. You need to pursue it. And imagine, just imagine if that was the only thing, the only thing that the offense achieved in the second half of 2022 going into next season. How much value that it carry when we come back, J1Q. They're located directly across Federal Street from Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available and not for all the special events that are going on there check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com mike's beer bar right across federal street from pnc park today's j1q comes from matt hanford who asks hey dk is it possible that matt canada might possibly be saved by a second half of the season resurgence if so how much of what's happening is down to his talent versus the team's innate will to win? Boy, I hope not. Believe it or not, uh, th- there's nothing personal. I don't have any real interactions with the guy. He's he's ice cold with pretty much everybody, and it doesn't affect anyone's lives when someone is like that. It's just a it's just a thing. You, we all deal with them on a day to day basis. You don't necessarily you know, dislike them or whatever, it's just that's just how they are. Big deal, you move along. I just think he's terrible at his job. And although there were signs, uh encouraging signs, potentially, if that's the kind of guy that you wanted to commit to for the future, that some components of the offense did get better, did get more dynamic. Uh, he did throw more to the middle of the field. If you want to credit Canada with that, if you want to credit Kenny with that, however that goes, there were more throws to the middle of the field. The wide receivers also did more curling, and some players acknowledged afterward that this was a deliberate thing that was put into place for this New Orleans game. Uh, curling toward the middle of the field instead of constantly curling toward the sideline and thus trapping themselves, which was happening only on all of the first half of the season, maddeningly enough. So if you're compelled to give credit for that, go nuts, go nuts. That's a horse I'm not riding, okay? If you can be an NFL offensive coordinator and make it through eight games of a regular season without recognizing Any of these various adjustments or things that have been addressed in the past couple of weeks, and it took you that long, and people who are way on the outside like you and me could see at least some of these things, even if only on a rudimentary level, then you're just not an NFL coordinator. Uh, I don't mean to be, again, to make it sound like, again, there's just zero anything personally in one direction or the other between me and him there's just no there there you know what i'm saying Uh, i think when you have a young group like what's on this offense and you have a bunch of those guys being really really football smart and they are and you know about their athleticism and you know that you're going to have them for a while you have a chance to do something that's Pretty neat, you know, where you can really stick it to your opponent by doing clever things. Now, just to show, to demonstrate to you that this isn't some kind of crusade, I'll give Canada almost 100% of the credit for the Pickens touchdown. You know which one I'm talking about, the hurry up inside handoff. Now, there was some discussion in the locker room that Pickens was supposed to take that ball And continue running to the edge? And if so, then maybe you can take away some of the credit for Canada because that's not necessarily a play that's going to click. And Pickens showed his own football acumen by seeing a hole there and just saying, you know what? I don't need to keep running. I can just dive in right here. And he did. And he did. So maybe... The things that I heard in the locker room were pointed more toward that's where the play is supposed to go. But if you see something along the path that's open, you might as well go ahead and score a touchdown. That also can get misunderstood. It's a good question to be posing Canada on Thursday when he's available to the media once a week. Nonetheless, the concept of... Of hurrying up there, which the Steelers did, there was no huddle. You're at the one yard line. You've already got the the defense is a little bit discombobulated. The Steelers had just gotten down there, and Kenny was looking all frantic and everything. Maybe it was an act. Maybe it was just him trying to remind everybody of what the play was that was coming. And there's a good amount of motion there. George gets the ball, and boom, they're in. And really, the Steelers have been pretty decent down at the other team's goal line. They haven't gotten there nearly enough, but once they have, when they've gotten that close, they've found ways to punch it in. And sometimes, if you remember the Chase Claypool lefty throw, clever ways to get in there. Or as Mason Cole described it to me after the game, eye candy. That's, That's all right. That's what your coordinator should be doing. That's the default. That's the least amount that you would expect from him. But there's a lot, lot, lot more to the game. And there's a lot more to the intricacies of developing an offense that has uh, real reliability and real rhythm. And I just don't get that sense from him in terms of like that he's just waiting for the right personnel or the right opportunity to just let all of his genius flow through. I don't think that's there. I will probably stay steadfast I'm expecting to throughout this season no matter what happens in hoping that the Steelers can do better at the coordinator position in 2023 we'll see if to actually answer your question though I don't think so I don't think you're going to see the team you know manufacture a way to bring him back I don't know that there's a job saving thing at hand I appreciate the question I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers and we'll do another one of these tomorrow